Hi, welcome to Conversations with Anna podcast. My name is Dr. Anna Stump, the Golden Ticket Professor. I'm a former business executive turned high school teacher turned college professor. And in those three decades of transition, I have spent time with several generations. And as a result, I have some stories to tell. Each episode, you will hear stories or interviews that will help you focus on your truth. I want you to feel accepted, motivated, supported, and then I want you to be able to take what you know about yourself and your truth and apply it to this big world we live in so you can move forward with a more truthful life. Thank you for spending some time today. And now let's jump in to a conversation with Anna. It's early in the day, so much I want to do. I dedicate today to breaking rules. I'm going to stick to a strategy. I'm going to find out exactly what I'm made of. Is there really something wrong with just smiling the Hi, and welcome back to another conversation with Anna. Today, I'm going to try and merge a couple of things that I've had going on in my head that have happened to me over the last couple of weeks that I'm wanting to make sense of for you. Because again, remember, my whole goal with this conversation is to help you know yourself, accept yourself, love yourself, and then go out and share yourself with the world. And what I'm worried is, not that you're relying on me to be your guide for all of this, but I don't know that I spend enough time talking about that launch. Like, when do we go out and we share? Like, at what point are we ready? Well, guess what? We're never going to be ready and we shouldn't wait to be ready. Um, That's positive for sure. And we really only truly grow when we are stepping outside of our comfort zone, doing and trying new things, getting feedback, recalibrating, adjusting and, you know, out there experiencing life. So that's kind of what I want to talk about today. I get hit up a ton to look at resumes, LinkedIn, all of that, which is great. I love doing it. But let me tell you when people will contact me is when an opportunity has come up or when they're having a career fair or when they, you know, feel like they need to hurry up and get this done. It's always some sort of added pressure. And The people who aren't seeking a new role or change in their life when it comes to their, you know, career should all over themselves all the time, right? Like I should get on and do more with LinkedIn. I should update my resume. I should get out and think about this or that. I should set up job alerts and be looking at where the growth is or what new things are going on in my industry or what. But but again, it's not always what happens and I has been really interesting to me to kind of watch this unfold. And along with all of that, I had a guest speaker in class last week. And it was Kylie Schmitz, who was on an earlier episode where she talked about my 16 personality assessment. She's the one who's um, licensed in or certified in EQ. And she and her boss, Dan Lappin, who was my guest speaker, do the Breaking Sales podcast, and they're sales coaches. The thing about this, though, and this is what I've come to know being um, connected to both of them on LinkedIn, by the way, that's where connections are really fruitful, 
for me, um, is that what they talk about in sales coaching really truly is applicable to your life, your relationships, your um, self-confidence, your self-awareness, all those things. It's fascinating to me. I really truly enjoy it. And I have no desire to be in sales. Um, So there's that. I find a ton of value in what they talk about. But Dan was on with my students and talked about growth mindset. And he said some things that, again, you could apply this to so many different areas of your life, but I'm using the lens today of being resume ready, career ready, launch ready, whatever you want it to be. But let's talk about what he said and think about it in terms of your resume or your LinkedIn, regardless of who and where you are in life. Because I think, and I've said on this podcast before, that we are past the loyalty stages in many of our careers. And I am surrounded by too many people, my husband included, who are in public service jobs and have that pension, right? Like I have to stay, Not I have a, another student, I have to stay in this job nine years to get my retirement um, from this public service job that I have. Okay, do you, <laughs> do you really need to stay nine years in a job that is limiting to you, frustrating to you, and not able to or willing to pay you what you're worth, because you need to get that retirement. Like my my conversation with the student and with my husband is like, why don't we sit down and do the math? Because what if you walk out today with your skill set, and you put yourself out there, I guarantee you, especially maybe not my husband as much as this other individual could get hired at twice their current salary. If you're living on, say, $80,000 a year, and someone will pay you 160, what can you do with that 80 grand, that extra 80 grand that you're not living on for nine years that may impact your future, your retirement, your kids' college, all those things at a far greater rate than whatever pension this public service job is giving you? Like these are the conversations I have regularly with people. It's just like people out there working for companies that will give them tuition assistance and they are not continuing their education. I'm not saying, notice I didn't say getting a graduate degree or an MBA or any of the, take some classes, get some certifications, challenge yourself, grow yourself, fill in those gaps. How do you know where a gap exists? You keep your resume updated every single day. You keep your LinkedIn perfectly polished every single day, you listen to current trends, you watch job postings. That's where you know where you have gaps and you need to be ready to launch all the time. Not because you don't like where you are, not because you're not happy where you are. The best jobs I've gotten were jobs that I interviewed for when I was not expecting or wanting even to get hired. Not kidding. Those are when you're most relaxed, you are most um, authentic. I'm not even kidding. Those two things happen. And I've also had conversations with other people in the professional world that were like, yeah, I didn't really want this job. But I thought, well, why not? I don't really turn down a ton of interviews, which again, I think is another really phenomenal approach to things. Interviewing is excellent experience. It is a confidence builder. It is interesting. It is good for you. It's the broccoli, right? I tell people that all the time. Nobody loves to do some of these things, but it's like the broccoli on your plate or whatever. It's good for you. So you should do do those things. There I go, shooting on you for yourself. So the, the growth mindset piece, this is what Dan had to say. 
We are far better as humans performing when we stay in the present. I love that. I'm a very future forward person, right? Because I'm constantly educating people for tomorrow. So that's hard for me. But he said, like, thinking about the future and the outcomes that could be possible and trying to figure out the unknown creates a lot of fear. And you get attached to that fear and it pulls you back, actually. So this is actually self-defeating to try and be too much of, like, in the mo- in the future prediction business. It will actually give you two steps back. You'll actually start farther back than where you originally were. That's a lot. I did not do a good job explaining that. Hopefully you've tracked. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm doing a podcast and I'm an educator and that was a horrible explanation. But don't think too far forward because the fear will actually pull you back. If you spend time in the past, and this is where people get really, truly mired down. And I see this all the time. It's why this made such good sense to talk about this in terms of resumes. If we spend too much time in the past, we focus on and we judge our performance, which leads to a lot of self-judgment, regret, focus on the negative. All those things that we've talked about that were so really humans naturally do that. We will go through and just pick ourselves apart far more you know, harsh on ourselves than we are on other people. When you are in the present, you are more authentic. Your vulnerability is lower because you have good focus. So that's what I'm trying to get at today. If you're not trying to hurry up and get your resume done for a job, you'll do a better job on your resume, telling your story, highlighting your skills, talking about your outcomes, those things. If you wait until you're mad at your boss that you're miserable in your job or you're fearful that there's something going on with the company and you feel forced, you will not be in a good, authentic place to sit down and craft your best resume or your best LinkedIn account, like your best LinkedIn profile. You cannot wait to do this work. It's just like the work on yourself. You can't do that when you're failing in a relationship or you've let someone down or, you know, you can't do that from a place of shame. You can't do it from a place of fear. You cannot do these things for anyone else but yourself. So out of the blue, turn off the Netflix, put down the remote, whatever, you know, the Pinterest, whatever you got going and spend some time on your resume, get your LinkedIn Become, I tell my undergrads and even some of my graduate students all the time, become a student of job descriptions, become a student of LinkedIn, professionally stalk these people, figure out where you are and where you might want to be. And if you don't know where you might want to be, just figure out where you are, figure out how best to describe yourself right now. Even if you're not looking for a job, even if you have no desire to leave where you are, Even if you are my husband or this other student I have that are in this job for the next decade, no distractions, it is still a powerful, powerful process for you to update your resume and keep it updated all the time. Update your LinkedIn, get it to where you're proud of it. Because I will tell you what happens, and this has happened to me, I'm not even kidding, I have done this and I just didn't realize once you have those things updated and they're up, you know, finished in your mind, you will run across things or you will be doing something in your daily routine and you'll think, oh, I, I, this is a transferable skill. 
I need to go add this to my current position, or I need to add this to my resume. Because those are the moments where you are not fearful. You're not trying to predict or prepare for a future that you don't understand or cannot envision. You are not stuck in the past where you are mired down in a lot of regret or shame or shooting on yourself or whatever that is. You have a really good focus when you have stayed in the present and you are fully prepared. Then once you feel like you have those two things or whatever it is, if you're a creative, maybe it's your portfolio. Perhaps you have a website where you keep a body of work. I keep saying LinkedIn and a resume because those are the tools in the trades that I work with on the reg. But if these are not the same um, tools and resources that you use, whatever it is that you use, by all means, take time out, block your calendar, schedule it, get that stuff updated and keep it that way. Because there is a level of confidence, there is a level of pride, and there's a level of just very good self-acceptance in knowing that your resume ready, your LinkedIn is ready. If an opportunity knocks today, you can fling the door open, right? You can invite them in. (laughs) The number of people that see a job and then have to contemplate it, then decide to go ahead and apply and then have to worry about their resume and their LinkedIn, they miss the window. And that brings a whole nother level of shame and doubt and pulling yourself back. And that's just one more touch point where you feel like you might have missed out or failed And you add that to your list of things that you dwell on late at night when you're already mad at yourself about something else. I've been there. I've done that. I know. Um, You're not cheating on your current employer, your current manager. If you just update your, your stuff, update your resume, really focus on these transferable skills, these outcomes, and these quantitative results. Don't try. That's the other thing I see people do all the time is, you know, like, I did this job and here's what I did in this job. And they sell you the job. Like I was a cashier and I handled cash. Yeah, I got that. It's in the title. We, we know. <laughs> Don't tell me that you counted cash or that you handled cash or you, you know, if you worked at a gas station, we all been there. We know what they do. What did you do? What were your outcomes? How did you provide value? If you can only come up with a couple bullet points, Cool. This is not a job that gave you a ton of transferable skills, but it's still a job. It is still customer facing. It's still experience. It's still your work ethic. It's still part of your history. It's still very important. You just don't need to give me four bullet points about what it means to be a cashier or someone that works at the Speedway, which is a gas station. We all get that. So hopefully this helps. Hopefully this gives you a little clarity around just small little morsels of growth mindset shifts that you can make that will impact you. I'm telling you, having your resume completely updated and something you're proud of is good stuff, even if you sit on it for a year and don't apply for a job, because that is one more thing that you have done. It is one more little, you know, resource, one thing in your tool belt that you are ready for and that you have accomplished and that you can check off. It's great. Then, if you start to see opportunities or things change, and I'm, t- I'm talking about this like it's going to happen for all of you, and I promise you it is. The Department of Labor says 
today's learner, which again, these are college students, right? These are people that could not be in your generation, and that's fine. But the trend is 10 to 13 jobs by the time they're 35. Again, everyone wants to pass out and talk about kids today or whatever. It has nothing to do with them. It has to do with the fact that since the early 90s, when they made 401ks, and we didn't have to tie ourselves to trying to get a pension, unless you're in one of these crazy public service jobs that I mentioned, we became mobile. The mobile workforce is a far better place for all of us. We can leave a company and go to another company. And what I used to tell my undergrads is, can you imagine your eighth or ninth employer, how excited they're going to be to get you because you've been trained by seven or eight employers before them. You bring all of that talent in with you and they are inheriting those skills. It's up to them to train you and keep you. And if businesses aren't doing a good job at retention, that's their fault. You're ready to go on to the next thing. And again, this 10 to 13 jobs by the time you're 35, for today's learner, translate that to whatever age you are, has no reflection and is not an indictment on the applicant or the employer. Some of this is the reskilling and all of the changes that are going to occur because of technology, post-pandemic shifts, everything in the labor market. This is just an organic shift that is going to happen. We are all going to have to level up, skill up, or pivot at some point. All I'm telling you today is, if we know from studying growth mindset that we do better in the present because we're not fearful of a future we can't predict and we are not stuck spending time focusing on and self-judging ourselves about our past, in the present, we are far more authentic. We are far much more grounded in our truth. We are able to have eyes wide open and see the bigger picture. Whew, that was a lot of cliches right there. Like... I don't know if you want to back that up 30 seconds and give honor to the now cliches I made in that breath, but that was a lot. (laughs) But good, positive work to be living in your truth, to be knowing yourself, accepting yourself, loving yourself, and then being ready to launch out into the world with your skills, with your value, and helping other people and making a difference. This is how this process works. I felt like it was important today to get on and talk about the things that we need to baby step, the little check boxes, the to-do list things that feel so heavy when they must get done, that if we do those things ahead of time, if there are things that we will think about, like go, let's go back to those talks I did in those conversations about the Covey Seven Habits, this proactiveness, right? Being proactive, beginning with the end in mind, all of the things that we have been taught that are really positive and good and lead us to a more authentic and successful existence happen when we are living in the present and we are in our circle of control. That is your resume or your portfolio or networking conversations, like having emails with people, joining groups, um, associations, whatever that looks like for your professional self. We talk a lot on these conversations in this podcast about your personal side. Today, I really just wanted to give Um, a little bit of attention and a little bit of a path forward on your professional life. 
And I see this happen so often with undergrads. It's one of the most frustrating things about teaching at the college level is that they think their job is going to school. If you're a graduate or you're out in the world, you think your job is going to work. Okay, but you have to be developing yourself, preparing yourself for the next thing. No one is in their forever job right now. None of us are in our forever job right now. I just don't believe that that's the case. And if it is, if you are in your forever job, and let's just take these public service folks, for example, who are telling me they're not leaving, those jobs are still going to change. My husband is a seventh grade social studies teacher. If you would have told me that he had to be a proficient distance educator, I would have not believed that because who's going to choose to teach seventh grade on Zoom? Nobody. He didn't choose it. It chose him. He had to do that this year. His job changed. His skill set changed. If the end of this year, at the end of the school year for the summer, if my husband, who hopefully listened to this podcast episode (laughs) and to the other teachers out there, update your resume for what you just lived through in 2020 and 2021 as classroom teachers. This is the time. This is what I'm talking about. Telling your story. It's all you're doing when you do your portfolio, your LinkedIn, your resume, whatever that is. You're just telling the story of what has already happened. I'm not asking you to invent anything new. I'm not asking you to go out and do something you haven't already done. I'm just asking you to document what you've done and tell your story for the intended audience, which is quite possibly someday for some of you, your next employer. Okay, hopefully that was a good reminder. It was for me this week. This was powerful for me to to revisit growth mindset and to read some things. I'm going to read the growth mindset book again. I've got it. I've read it years ago. I'm going back to it. I know it's good stuff. So look forward to more of that because I just think it's so powerful. It's where we really truly get our internal motivation and can make a difference and doing all the things that I want for you to live in your truth truly is to have just a settled present growth mindset, not a fixed mindset, but just constantly be on that learning um, grind. Oh, I said the G word, the grind. I always hate when they use that, but there was, I just did it. All right. Hopefully this was helpful. If there's something here that you want to delve more into that you would like for me to talk more about, I would love to hear from you. Drop me an email at Anna at goldenticketprof.com. Hit me up on my Facebook page. Twitter is a stump. I have a LinkedIn page. I have an Instagram that I sometimes remember. So would love to hear from you and try and tailor some more of these episodes and conversations to things that are going on in your life that possibly the rest of us could learn from as well. Thank you for listening today and go out and truly take a look at your resume and your LinkedIn or your portfolio or whatever artifacts you have. Start to get your story told. I'm gonna stick to a strategy I'm gonna find out exactly what I'm made of Is there really something wrong with just smiling the